Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Fins Up podcast. I am your host, Mortz, and of course I am here with my very smug, very handsome, and this week overly smug and overly handsome co-host, Dan. Dan, how you doing? Well, thank you so much for the kind words. I'm doing fantastic. Feels good to be a uh, Sharks fan four weeks in a row. How are you, Terry? I'm fantastic, mate. I, I, I'm... It's almost a 10 out of 10 because we've taken 10 points in the last five weeks, so. Nice. Make the line. That's going on a quote. Put it on a T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. I think we need to. But, uh, you know, before we jump in and and review, Dan, uh, how are you feeling about the season now as opposed to six or seven weeks ago? A little bit better, I have to admit. Six Six weeks ago, in all honesty, we were looking at a very... 10th to 11th finish, whereas now I feel as though we're odds on for the finals, which is uh, where the Sharks kick in and we'll either ruin it from here or shove it up everyone's backside. I'm, man, I'm feeling good, feeling very good. Six weeks ago, it looked like we were going to be in a bottom four battle with the West Tigers, Bulldogs and the Broncos. Ugh, you're right, though. That's, that, that, that's honestly where it looked. And now... We've won the games that we needed to win. We've turned our season around and with, I don't want to call it a soft draw because I don't want to use a Phil Gouldism, but with a relatively easy draw running home. A draw. Yeah, a favourable draw is a very good word. Oh Yeah, I definitely think that we're making the finals now. So all the doom and gloom that we apparently went through has probably been worth it. Mate, for the two weeks of negativity... I absolutely agree, because not only does this season look good, but the future looks good as well. And they're the two things we care about most right now. Yeah, and let's talk about how our season's getting on track, because we have beaten the North Queensland Cowboys for a second time this season. Not as convincingly as the first time, and and not as comfortably either, but we won 26 points to 24. Um, in the end, it was a penalty goal that I didn't want to kick that won us the game. Um Talk to me about your wave of emotions through this game, Dan, because it was a roller coaster in my lounge room. Well, I was I was watching on the train without any any sound due to multiple technical difficulties. Um, but in all honesty, I, I very much enjoyed the first half. I thought we were looking good, then I thought we were looking bad, then I thought we were looking real good, and then I thought we were looking bad again. But you got to you take the real good makes the difference, and when. Kennedy went in and out and put Ronaldo over untouched. I thought we got this game in the bag. Second half, when Will Kennedy, uh, sorry, when um, Will Chambers scored, I thought, oh, beautiful, here it comes. It's a repeat of the last game. Then it all fucking changed. Valentine Holmes picked up a kick that he did the Pat McAfee onside kick. Completely changed the game. And from then, I just wanted it to be full time because if that game goes another two or three minutes, we lose it. Yeah. Um, look, I think when we got out to the 12 points to nil, it was very, you know, unexpected because the Cowboys had all the run of the game and then they've put the kick dead and then we go down the other end of the field and Sean Johnson waits it perfectly for Connor Tracy. Um, you know, two minutes later, Aaron Wood scores beside the post off a great ball from Blake Braley and a great run from Woodsy. Um, we let them back in, kick a penalty goal. Then we jump out to the you know the the fourteen point lead again, and when when you know when Chambers scores fifteen minutes to go, we're up by fourteen points. We don't know we, we don't ice the game, and that's that's the frustrating part with this Sharks team at the moment. 
is we just we don't take the opportunity to ice the game. Exactly right, mate. That 14-point lead with 15 minutes to go should be unassailable. Yeah. You should not be losing that game. Now, ultimately, we didn't, but you could argue perhaps we deserve to. That's just not good enough. If you bottle that first 20 or so minutes and put that across 80, we'll be very happy. But I, we're still yet to see an 80-minute performance. I think the best was against probably the Titans. The Titans or the Cowboys or mate, the first Titans, time. Cowboys, yeah. yeah. But uh, still not 80 minutes, so no, God I, help them become good. I think, um, you know, it had it had really Roosters vibes for me because we were up by 14 points with 15 to go against the Roosters and got beat by eight. And, you know, whilst I felt comfortable and I didn't think the Cowboys had it in them, they, they somehow picked something up. And, my God, like for, for a little bit there, I was absolutely frightened that we were going to, you know, throw away and give two points. That, that should not be thrown away in that situation. And, you know, to the Sharks' credit, we defended well, we hung in, we scraped through the, the skin of our teeth, a controversial call right at the end. Um, it was a penalty, definitely. It wasn't a Simbin, no. Um, and, you know, Aiden Tolman took one for the team and won us the game in the end. We certainly did. Now, that, that didn't end up mattering in the end. The Cowboys using that as an excuse, and, you know, that that's a sign of a very weak, fan base and a shit team, if I do say so myself. But, yes, it was a penalty. It was a penalty before the rules changed. It's a penalty now. We kicked the ball out. We, we iced the game. Just two things I want to mention real quick. That Kyle Felt try where he stood up and put the ball down from dummy half was fucking embarrassing, and whoever was responsible for that should be running nude laps all week. And second, Will fucking Kennedy. That yeah. moment. Oh, my God. Yeah, that that moment was incredible, and I've got we you know I've got Will Kennedy further on down the run sheet. I want to talk about that Kyle Felt try and how it didn't get further um, review because Ronaldo was actually running back to his wing and Kyle Felt pushed him back infield and then scored. So how that didn't even get looked at by the the video referee, but um, Aaron Woods and and everyone ran straight to the referee and said Ronaldo got pushed. Ronaldo went straight to the referee. It was it was given, but I thought. I thought at least they would they would review it, but you know, confirmed a try within ten seconds. Yeah, that's it. Though I we thought I was watching with the great Jimmy, mm. um, who I'm going to watch all games with moving forward because we won two in a row. Uh, Richie hasn't been at either, so he's not invited. Very mm. important that I get that out there. Um, yeah, I'd look. Oh, they we saw him run straight to the ref, and we thought, oh, what's going on here? Because I didn't notice, to be totally honest. And on replay, I like you thought, oh, geez, that's worth a look. Evidently not. But that, what do you think of his first try? On one angle, it looked like he was a metre short, and the next angle, it looked like he scored. Uh, straight away, from the head-on view, I thought the ball was on the line. Never in doubt. I'd had a few beers, and I wasn't watching it entirely as close as I perhaps should. Yeah. That's okay, but that second try, embarrassing. Yeah. Embarrassing. I, I, I want to talk about the halves, because, it, you know, obviously, we, we've got the great man coming next year, and I'm not talking about Craig Fitzgibbon. I'm talking about Nico Hines. But let's talk about the halves this year. Like they're not they're not closing these games out. You know, eighteen nil against Penrith, and we have to rely on a field goal. Uh, Fourteen points up against the the North Queensland Cowboys, and you know we're, we're not closing the game out. What do you think it is? Do you think it's the fact that they're both playing for their future or do you think it's the fact that Sean Johnson's been told he's not at the club and his heart's 100% not in it and, you know, Matt Moylan's not happy with the offer and he's looking at all his options or is it just the fact that this is just how the two of them play? 
the second option, I think I think Johnson is in a position where he needs to play well to get offers, and Moylan as well. I, I certainly don't think it's got much. I mean, it could it could do that. It's hard to mentally get up for things. Look, with it, with Johnson's always been a good front runner, and when he's on fire, he's on fire. Like three games since he's been told he can't leave, he's one man of the match on most people's polls. I would have said Will Kennedy this week, but that's you know beside the argument. But you could also argue that for 20 or 30-minute periods, he was by far our least effective or even worst player in the field, which, you know, hopefully Josh Hannay's got an idea of what's going on, but I honestly think they get to these leads and then we can't... Momentum. As soon as it goes, we can't wrestle it back, whether it be the forwards, Braley, the halves, the centres, the wingers, whatever. As soon as the game turns and the other team gets a run, we completely fall to shit. And I just don't think Johnson's got it in him anymore to turn it around, as, say, like we've seen from the the, the more superior halves. Yeah, he, he doesn't seem to have that spark. Like, he ran the ball on the fifth tackle two points up, and, um, you know, three years ago, that's a try. Mm. You know, didn't back himself this time, threw the ball out. Um, we end up getting tackled short, but, yeah, I don't know. Um, it, it's really alarming to me you know, that Sean is just not making the right decisions. He's kicking game in this. I'll say this now. If that was Chad Townsend that put that, that kicking game in, he would have been lynched. Sean Johnson's kicking game in this, in this, at least in the second half, was dreadful. He got really lucky on one that Toby regathered and we got six again, and I think that's when Chambers scored. But other than that, his kicking was nothing short of shocking. I don't understand why Matt Moylan's not getting the ball more on the fifth tackle. Because teams are rushing Sean now because it's the, it, it's the Chadism again. They know that the only person who's going to kick on the fifth tackle is Sean, and and Brayley, you know, has has again put it out of his arsenal. If there's no forty twenty on, he won't kick the ball. Yeah, you're right. Unless he does that little kick where he kicks in behind from a meter out, tries to get the regain himself. That's a good point because everything we're hearing is that Moylan's kicking at training. So either it's a directive and a game plan. Or he's saying in, in game time, I'm, I can't do this. And, you know, now that way Graham's gone, we just don't have other options because Kennedy doesn't seem to be either able to or they don't think he's able to. But it's definitely something we got to work on because if you don't have a kicker on either side of the field, like you said, you become a target very easy to defend. Yeah, and this, this Sharks team for mine screams of the 2015 Sharks team when... You know, we had that good side, but it was our halves that kind of held us back. And our halves were Jeff Robson and Jack Bird, and we literally had no long kicking game there. And and we got turned over by the Cowboys in week two of the finals because we just couldn't kick ourselves out of trouble. We're quite lucky now that, that Johnson still has quite a boot on him, but it's more Johnson's decision-making. And now it's the fact that he's being rushed because he's the only kicker. Moylan needs to just step up. This is yeah, the, he does. If you can't do it, then they've got to go to Trindle. Yeah, Moylan's running game at the moment is fantastic. Like I, Spewing he didn't score that try because that break that he made was incredible. But, yeah, if he's, if he's not kicking, then we need to bring Trindle on somewhere because his, his bombs are frightening. He put one up this game and it was frightening. Spot on. I was going to say, that's that's three weeks in a row. I think Trindle's put in two, two or three kicks or one or two a game. And they've all been... Dangerous, which mm. you can't say for the other options. I, th- I think Trindle, in his role at the moment, is doing very, very well considering he's defending in the middle. 
You know, like there's – it's obviously he's there for 10 to 15 minutes to give the big guys in the middle a break. But when he's on, we look more dangerous than when he comes back off. It seems to be that we go really well until he comes off. Yeah. And then is in the fall. It might just be coincidence the last two weeks. I don't know if there's anything to that. But it's like, oh, cool, this is really working. So let's change it. And, oh, no good. Because Trindle can play 80 minutes. He certainly play 60. And if you're going to start doing that, perhaps you've got to pull Moylan or Johnson off towards the end, have that fresh kicking game. I, I don't know. It's something to think about. Yeah, I think it would be more Moylan that would, would need to come off um, because you need to have the dual-kicking game there. But um, I just want to, I just want to before we move on, I just want to talk about Sean Johnson. Now, it's been reported that Johnson is going to accept a one-year deal at the Canterbury Bulldogs worth $400,000. So I went back to the initial John Morris um, articles that came out and it said, you know, one of the things that he wanted to do was sign Sean Johnson for a two-year $1.6 million deal and the board only wanted to give Johnson a one-year $400,000 deal and Johnson and his camp have found that to be insulting. But now he looks like he's going to accept that at the Canterbury Bulldogs. Mate, when you run out of options you only got one, you take that option. It just, again, for mine, like I know Sean Johnson's not perfect and we've just turned around and said that he's not the game closer, but... You know, for mine, just from the eye test, he's the perfect partner for Nico Hines that we have at the moment before we either have to go and recruit or hope someone gets upset in the off-season or take a punt on someone like Ash Taylor to find some form. But, man, you know, even Sharks fans, I went back through Sharks forever and had a look and it said, if we've offered Sean Johnson a one-year deal for $400,000, it's insulting and he has every right to turn it down. And he probably did have every right to turn it down. But now he's going to see his career out at the Canterbury Bulldogs? Yeah, no, I don't think it's right. Do you think I, he really I, should have just pulled his thumb out and just, you know, turned around <laughs> and said, okay, give me this one-year $400,000 deal, but, you know, if I make you eat your words, you've got to give me that two-year deal afterwards or you've got to give me a one-year deal with more money? That's, that's a fair call too. I think they've offended the Sharks, which, again, if he's the best option, you, you go crawl into him and you say, we'll give you four hundred. And, and 20 bucks. You know, you beat the Bulldogs offer. I still think that Fitzgibbon has a plan because I would have thought that he would have gone back to Johnson by now and it would have been towed up. I think that it's Braley, uh, not Braley, um, Trindle, because I don't think he'd be playing in that role, that 15 minute role, if there wasn't a reason for it. And I, I think Fitzgibbon's behind that personally. I, I've got no inside info, so don't quote me on that. But that, that's just my feeling at the moment. I still, every day we hear this Mitchell Pierce rumour. I, I don't believe it for a second. I just don't see it. Connor Watson, the same. It's just, it's not it's not happening. Or if it does, it's not right. I genuinely think he's pulling the reins. That's why Trindle's playing so much footy at the moment and not a Billy Magulius or a Fafita or someone playing that 15-minute role. I think Trindle looks a very, very good option. But I don't know this time next year that he's going to offer what Johnson did. In two years, I think he'll be a better option. So that one-year deal for Johnson is super appealing to me. Yeah. I've, uh, you know, we're going to talk some signings very soon because there's a lot of whispers floating around Sharkland at the moment. And you and I have been, you know, on the on the receiving end of some of this uh, news at the moment, uh, this news that's going around. So we're going to, we're going to give our thoughts on it. But before we do that, I want to talk about three players in particular, and that's Aaron Woods, Toby Rudolph, and Aiden Tolman. 
not a forward pack that you would think that would be able to stand up and conjure a lot of metres and, and whatever, but again, Aaron Woods has said he would stay at the club for $180,000, and for the last three weeks, he's been really good. I would I would give him that one-year deal. Yeah. Absolutely. Again, yeah, Aiden Tolman has been really surprising for me as well this year. Tolman's been everything we said he would. Yeah. He's made, he makes his tackles, he makes his metres with a minimum of fuss. He's not going to give you 250 metres. He's not going to break too many tackles. He's not going to give you a bloody Fenua Blake performance or, a, you know, a player who's not a piece of shit performance. Or the great Matt Pryor, perhaps. But he's going to do what he's asked with no fuss and... The other week I saw someone say you need to drop Tolman in the Facebook, again, my error, and about 15 people were like, what the fuck game have you been watching, mate? That made me feel good. Yeah, I know. When when Facebook fans, um, when we first signed Aiden Tolman, Facebook fans were like, what the hell are we doing? And now anytime someone bags him, you see the horde. Like they just, they jump on it and go, are you watching Aiden Tolman play? He's like... Between him and Jack Williams, they've been our best forwards, and they were probably the two this year that you were like, should they be in the team? Exactly right. And I prefer that Jack Tolman fans are going to be Tolmaniacs from yeah. this point on. Because yeah. I feel like this is a hall, the beginning of a Hall of Fame career for the, the great man. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm, I'm super happy to give him the, the Aaron Woods one-year deal instead. Um, you know, if it's between Woods and Tolman, I'm probably going to keep I don't know. I'd, 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 I'd probably say I'd keep Aiden Tolman, but me and Aaron Woods has given you something to think about at the moment. But our boy Toby, Jesus, since he signed his contract, isn't he on some form? Exactly right, mate. Took the words right out of my mouth. Some players just play better when they're searching for deals. Some players play better when they got their future sorted. And pretty much exactly the second Toby signed that deal, he's become next-level Toby Rudolph. I fucking love it. I honestly thought, I honestly thought from, from in the last three weeks of his form and the way that Freddie Fittler talks about him every time he gets the chance to talk about Toby Rudolph, I thought Toby would have been in the camp. Like, not not in the 17, but I thought he would have been one of the players that would have just been training with the team. I have a feeling that's going to happen next year, yes, absolutely. If the, if the games, if New South Wales win, he, may, he won't play game three, but he may be in camp, game three. Yeah. I, I, I mean, the way that Freddie talks about him, his heart, his passion, um, you know, the way that, you know, obviously he's, he's missing, a, he, he did miss a lot of tackles in the year and he's probably good for about three misses a game. But yeah, look, since since he has signed that, that deal, he has just been next level Toby Rudolph and I'm all here for it. I'm absolutely... absolutely. In the post game, the up up Cronulla and the afters has just become the Toby Rudolph show now. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, the uh, the next player I want to talk about is C.S. Sifatalakai, and it was a very, very mixed game from him because close to our line, he was a wrecking ball, and he took a couple of he took the hit up before Aaron Woods barged over for the try, and I'm pretty quick sure he took, yeah he took the hit up as well and got the quick play of the ball for Sean Johnson to kick the ball in for Connor Tracy. He also got run around by Tom Dearden and by Mitchell Dunn. And they are two players that just cannot run around you if you want to be, you know, if you want to be taking your game to the next level. That's pretty much it. Two quick play the balls and monster hit ups to tries, which were completely negated by two disgusting misses. And he got hooked for Williams. I have no doubt in the world that he got hooked. Yeah. Or it might have been uh, Teague. Sorry. It, it was. Yeah, it he, was. Yeah. Well, Teague, Teague and Williams came on at that time for um for Woodsy and Tom uh, for Woodsy and Talakai. 
it, and he deserved it too because that that second miss especially was bog ordinary. Yeah, I mean the miss on Dearden, like everyone fell for that dummy, but that except except Talakai, but that was just an ordinary attempt to tackle. My God, that was really really, and you can't let that guy score. Like you can't let Tom Dearden score a try on you. That's embarrassing. No, it should be eight points if he scores because it's that bad. Yeah. Um, before we talk about Superman, let's talk about Ronaldo Molotalo for a second. And he has got himself into the Origin camp and probably should have been in the team over Kyle Felt. But he's there on the back of his passion and his enthusiasm. And again, he was just running off the back fence this game. And his, de- his defence has been really good this year. Ronaldo, since he's come back, has had three out of, or four out of Eight out of ten games, rather. He's been so good. Yeah. And he's completely plugged up because the usual way, if you can't break Cronulla down, you just go around him. You run at Harati. You run at Connor. You know, you run at Nana McDonald. And you score a couple of tries and we can't beat you. That's completely stopped. And he just, like you said, he comes from the next suburb when he hits that ball up. And he made two or three hit-ups when we were on our own end of the line or close to our own line in that second half. I have no doubt that if Kyle Felt didn't score those two tries in the last couple of minutes, Ronaldo's playing Origin too. Yeah. Um, what were your thoughts on uh, during the game when people were saying that Will Chambers was going to get selected for Origin? I look. I wrote on Zero Tackle that he's an option because I had to fill names and I couldn't come up with any. Um, and when I originally wrote AJ Brimson was the option, and he pulled out after I clicked submit, so I had to change it to Will Chambers. A bit of a spoiler behind the scenes, etc. Exclusive, but no, I didn't seriously think for a second he would get picked. Um, and I think, despite the fact that he's playing above what we expect, Tommy Turbo would have fucked him raw style. Yeah, look, some of the names that were getting thrown out for Queensland, I'm very glad that they went with Kurt Capewell because some people were saying that Tom Opachik should be playing for Queensland. And I was just like, what the fuck have we come to? I'm like, I'm here on my knees begging for Adam Mogg, Steve Bell, and Justin O'Neill to come out of retirement and play <laughs> rather than Tom Opachik. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, yeah, look, I, I thought Chambers, again, you know, he does his job. Defensively, he's not up to it. Well, I shouldn't say he's not up to it, but... He, you know, he, he still reads the defence really well and he makes contact. The problem is that the contact isn't effective at the moment. Um, so he really needs to, you know, either work on running out of the line and hitting someone and making it stick or just stop doing that. Um, but, yeah, he, he was never going to play State of Origin. Um, but one guy you and I are just super excited about this year and that is Will Kennedy. My God. Yeah, I... I, I, I the the transformation in his game is absolutely unbelievable. It is. I'm running out of superlatives for him. He's been that bloody good the last few weeks. He's he's firmly in the top seven or eight of the Dally M count as well, which is very much deserved. In a team that's not world beaters, mate, I love him. He's the nicest guy. We spoke to him earlier this week. You know, he's so humble. You could tell he was nervous, you know, talking to the big boys, yourself and me. But he just... Mate, he's so likable, and yeah. I'm so glad he's playing so well, and he deserved that contract, and that number one's his for as long as he wants it. Mate, you and I literally released a podcast at the beginning of the year begging for Corey Allen. Yeah, look. Such, such, no, but such... <laughs> Some of us make mistakes. But, but, but such is the way... Like, Will Kennedy last year started off really well, and then his form just dipped. 
And he was atrocious at the end of the year, like to a point where I was begging for Matt Moylan's hamstrings to just hold for 20 minutes just so he could play. But, yeah, look, Kennedy has turned it around. He's put some size on. He's got some confidence. I think, he, you know, his positional play needs some working on. But he's 23 years old. Like, you know, a bit of a late bloomer, 23, 24 years old. But as you said, you know, he's he's now, for the first time in his life, signed a multi-year professional deal. Um, and I'm stoked. I'm stoked that he's our fullback. There, You know, there's probably three fullbacks I'd change him for that suit our style. And obviously, we're not going to get any of them. So, you know, Will Kennedy will do. Yeah, spot on. Absolutely agreed. I, I think that he's another one that since he's re-signed has been playing playing better. Um, but as you said, this guy is not a guy who made first grade when he was 17, 18, like the turbos and stuff. So, you know, to compare him is pretty ridiculous. He's only in really year two of his career. And he's fine for a guy in year two. I mean, we remember him for the days tearing up for Newtown. And he was fucking way too good for that that level. Like, way too good. He had a quiet year last year, but I mean, a kid who, as I said, he's quiet, he's humble, he's nervous talking to people that he doesn't know. I mean, you put him in in a COVID-infected year and say, like, this is what we're going to do? How can anyone come through it? This is year one, as far as I'm concerned, and he's fucking destroying it. Yeah, look, he's he, the one thing that he's really improved this year, he's always had that ball playing, but last year his decision-making was terrible. But, you know, that in and away that he put in, the perfect pass, the way that he chimes, he picks and chooses his moments. His goal line defense is a, is a lot better. He's putting his body on the line and he's reading grubber kicks, you know, probably 7 out of 10, whereas last year he was about 4 out of 10. Sometimes he gets caught out of position and gets caught out in the line as well, but his diffusal of grubber kicks is really well, uh, is really good, sorry. And when they're putting bombs up, I'm not even worried that he's going to drop it anymore. He just flies through the air and catches it. And that take, that that play that he made to bat that ball back in off the kick, it was five metres out. Like, put that guy in the Olympics for long jump. He's a fucking boy. Was was it you that said that he called Connor? Because Connor automatically responded. Yeah, he must have he must have said, Connor, I'm a chance or something, because the minute he jumped, Connor legged it. Connor absolutely legged it and got back. Because, I mean, if he doesn't call Connor and he makes that play, the Cowboys probably pick the ball up and score. Yeah, that, well, that's what I was afraid of, but Connor was right there. Yeah. That That's one of the plays that you'll only see two or maybe one or two times a season, and there's not many players that would have attempted that, let alone pulled it off. Incredible. Yeah. Love, love some Will Kennedy. Uh, before we move on, we've just talked about a player there very quickly, but he, again, had a great game out on the wing, and that is Connor Tracy. He's our Mr. Fix-It. I think he's a guy, um, he's not going to be in a position for our halves next year, but, you know, if it, you know, even still, if we said for the rest of the year that Sione Katoa needs to go and work on some stuff in New South Wales Cup, I'm cool with that because Connor's not dropping balls, defence is good, he's super strong, he loves taking two hit-ups in a set, he's making over 100 metres every week and he's scoring some tries. I don't know if he's our leading try scorer or not with Will, but for a halfback playing on the wing, he's pretty fucking good. He certainly is. I don't think Katoa's getting back in. Now, all the reports we got from his new town were that he played okay without doing too well, and he got injured again. So I think Kennedy, I mean, Connor rather, has that job as as long as really he wants it this year. Next year, we, we you know, fit him where we do. I heard rumours that he's going to play centre next year. 
if Katoa comes back, you probably move Connor into centre and flick Will back to reserves because I don't know if you can drop Connor Tracy at the moment. You can't. You definitely can't drop Connor Tracy at all. Now, one of the things that we need to talk about here, and you've already talked about it, is the momentum in games and how we can't wrestle it back. And I think that has a lot to do with our middle forwards. And yes, Woods, Toby and Tolman had very, very good games, but they were also, you know, they're also... In terms of Woods and Tolman, they are aging, and we're looking to get some fresh, you know, some fresh bodies into there, but also some aggression into the middle as well. And there are rumours flying around this week. Buzz Rothfield dropped one saying that we're very close to an international forward. Um, obviously, we've been told that talks have again heated up with Dale Finucane. Uh So we're going to talk some names here. I've I've got some written down uh, are the names that have been dropped, and the first one is Jared Warrior Hargraves. And what's your thoughts on him? Well, if he's available, you get him. You don't think twice, you get him. Despite the fact he's 33 years old? Don't care. Put him in for a year or two, bust some tackles, get Nico Hines a premiership. Uh, the next one that we were rumoured to be, uh, it, it was on some job board, someone sent it to me today, but we were meant to be speaking with Joseph Tarpanay this week. I really like that, so I I would jump all over that. I, I don't see him leaving Canberra, despite you know his girlfriend having to go at Ricky. But if he's there, mate, I would put him above Warrior Hargraves, and I'll put him straight in the middle. Say, so you just run for 40 minutes or for 25 minutes, have a break, and run for 25 more. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Joseph Tarpano is a big one for me. I'm I'm not here nor there on Jared Warrior Hargraves, mainly just for his age. Um, and that's the same as the next bloke because uh, Marty Tapao has been cited in the Shire recently. He, you asked me this week, I want him. Next week, I won't. And the week after, I want him again. I'm so torn on this bloke. If you can get him cheap for two years, I'm, I'm more for it than against. But if this was four years ago, you sell your soul to get Marty Tapao. Whereas now, yeah, I can go either way. Uh, a guy that I haven't really watched a lot of recently, and I hope you have, but Egan Butcher from the Roosters. Oh, I, a little bit. I Look, he's a young, young option. And, I mean, Fitzgibbon's going to work with him really, really closely. So if Sir Fitz is in, I'm in. Okay. All right. Um, oh, shit. I can't even remember who the last name was now. And, obviously, you know, there's the rumours of Dale Finucane, but you and I have made our thoughts very, very clear on Dale Finucane. Now, there is talks of a centre um, very close to signing with the Sharks. So I'm going to ask you, Dan, who do you think it is? Well, I thought it was Joseph Manu until Brett Morris retired. Because, and I know you're a big fan of Joe Manu, I think that if the Roosters want to keep him, they have the money to keep him. But I'm going to lock in the great man himself, Joseph And I hope... To high heavens that it's Joseph Manu because I can't wait to hear you talk positively about the great man. Oh, never speak positively about him. Um, the second part of the Tarpane rumour was that Sebastian Chris was part of that conversation. And that's the name that just sort of won't go away at the moment. Look, for mine, I'm not here nor there on it. Um, I think uh, Canberra have a young guy named Matt Tomoko um, who... They're gonna they're gonna put their their trust in, and doesn't look like Jared Croker's is gonna get back into that side. Uh, for mine, Sebastian Chris looks like he will play centre for a couple of years, and then end up in the back row, and will be the guy that can fill in at centre if you need to. Do I want him? Probably not. 
There was a rumour of Tommy Wright before he re-signed with Rugby Union, the stupid motherfucker. Um, but, yeah, that's that's it for me. I, In terms of centres, I don't know. There's Centre's centers a funny position because you go from having a, a, a lot of real quality centres to a lot of, you know, really average centres. Well, who, who's the best centre in the game right now? Matt Burton. Tommy Turbo. Two non-centres. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I don't Latrell, disagree Latrell with Mitchell playing fullback. Yeah, there's no standout centre like there was years ago with the Gazdiers and the Coopers and such. Yeah, I, I mean, if you're asking me who the, the best natural centre on form is in the game at the moment, it's Campbell Graham. He's really, really good. If it was him, I would be very, yeah, it's, very it, happy. It's not him, but, I mean, that's just... You know, you're saying Campbell Graham is the best centre in the game, and he's not really a household name, is he? No, no, most people wouldn't. It certainly didn't come to mind until you mentioned him, to be honest. But I still think Manu's got the most talent of any centre, but Stephen he's Crichton really, really Stephen, Cri- Stephen Crichton's got the most talent of any centre. It's not even close. <sighs> I'm really high on Crichton, but I just... Mate, he's, he's got an error in his game. Let's, let's leave it at that. Well, I would sign either in heartbeat. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Now, the, the next one as well is there is a half apparently coming to the Sharks. Now, the rumours are Mitchell Pearce is on his way out of the Knights. Even though he has re-signed, the Knights are happy to let him go to keep Connor Watson. Um, he's apparently in talks with us or the West Tigers. Again, I've said I'm shitting my pants that if he goes to the West Tigers, we're going to end up with Luke Brooks, and that just scares me. There's some other names that are floating around as well. Let's talk about them. Uh, let's not talk about Mitch Pearce or Luke Brooks. Ash Taylor, it's a massive no from me. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going the Ash Taylor route. I've um, well and truly over him, mate. When he was a young kid and he was the the next Brisbane superstar and then decided, oh, no, I'll stay with the Titans, pretty much from that moment he's gone down the absolute shitter. I, I can't think of any other side, perhaps maybe the Broncos, which is ironic and funny that he walks into at the moment. Maybe the Tigers, if that. I Cody Nicarim is the name that I keep hearing. Just purely because he wants to stay in Sydney, you know, he's he's come out and declined, denied that last few days, but it's pretty it's pretty obvious that that's uh, smoke, fire, etc. Yeah, he's another player that I'm particularly interested in, no, but it's better than Luke Brooks. It's very clever what Fox Sports did in that article with Cody Nicarima because originally they said that he wanted to stay in Sydney. And now they're saying he wants to stay in Australia. And the reason for that, the reason for the changing in the word is his, his partner's pregnant and she's going back to Queensland. My mail is that he will be signing with the Gold Coast Titans. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. There's there's a lot of players that are rumoured to go to the Titans. I would be I would be putting the feelers out to AJ Brimson and saying, I know you signed a five-year deal, but the Titans are pretty shit. And if you want to come play 5-8 for the next five years, you know where to go. No, if there was anyone from the Titans that I'd be putting my feelers out to, it'd be Brian Kelly. You freak. Let's hope it's him in the centre. Yeah. Um, your best mate, Bradman Best. That'd be pretty fun. Piss off. Uh, I'd rather Joseph Martin than Bradman Best. Um, some other names in the halves. Gareth Widdop, but it looks like he is nailed on to go to the Warriors. Aiden Caesar? I'd take him for a year. Stop For now. a year, yeah. Why not? Yeah, um, and then obviously there's our boy Tricky Trindle. I don't think Trindle's going to be the halfback next year. I think I think Trindle's going to be the halfback the year after. I didn't realise he was 21. What, you thought he was younger or older? I thought he was older. 
For some reason, yeah. I, for some reason, I thought he was older. I thought he was sort of hitting around about that twenty four mark, but he's only twenty one. I think, um, yeah, I, I think we're looking for a, a half, an experienced half, with a good attitude for one year to really come in and hone in on Trindle and work with um, the great man Nico Hines before Trindle and Hines lead us to a premiership. Um, so that's it. Any of those names there interest you? Not overly, but to be honest, look, I'm probably probably leaning towards Nicarima out of that lot or Caesar, but Nicarima's game's too too much like Hines in that he's a running half. I just I, I'm I'm all in on Trindle. And if you're gonna bring him in, in for a year and you guarantee it's just one year. Mitchell Pierce. Maybe maybe you do go to Pierce, yeah, because a year he can't do any damage to the salary cap. We've got so much fucking money. Put him in for a year and say you stick with Trindle at training, and then Trindle, you get as far away from him as soon as you leave training, and I think we'll be sweet. Yeah, and that's that's the other thing as well, is Pierce's body is starting to let him down now a bit as well, so there would be some extra game time there. If it's if it's just a one-year thing, I'm, I'm not opposed to Mitchell Pierce, but as I said, every night I have a nightmare that he goes to the Tigers and we end up with Luke Brooks because Fitz is always about good blokes make good footy players. And, uh, yeah, you know, apparently Luke Brooks is the best bloke off the field, so that's what scares the life out of me. Do you, do you trust Sir Fitz, though, if he brings Brooks across? <laughs> if he brings Brooks across, I'm on the Fitz out straight away. Yeah, it's a real, it's a real tough one, isn't it? Now, <laughs> It'll certainly have to do with... Speak, speaking of people who have left us, Dan, just just give me this moment for one minute. Just give me this moment for one minute, Dan. It's a beautiful day. Chad Townsend has officially left the Cronulla Sharks. You fucking beauty. What a shame, Terry. Like, local junior, premiership winning halfback, nice guy, great vlogger. And we let him go, I just say, I can't believe it's fucking finally happened. I can't believe it's finally fucking happened either, Daniel. Oh my god. The the minute it was the the minute it was announced, I uh I I cried. Yeah, cried tears of happiness. Mate, you know what I found today that I really hated? I've been tagged in about hundred and ten pro Chad Townsend tweets. That are like, let's talk about our best moments. Let's not remember the past, like, five years and remember back to when he was good. And I think it was Vossi, the, the son of a bitch, who brought up a tweet where I praised Chad Townsend in 2017, saying that he was, you know, a big part of 2016. That's true. He was many, 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 many years ago. Since then, he's made it his personal fucking goal to drive both Terry and me into the ground. Yeah. By playing really, really, really shit. And look, yes, he was good in 2016. He was okay in 2017. Played really well as a foil to Matt Moylan in 2018. But since then has been probably the third or fourth worst player in the competition. And I, for one, say good fucking riddance. Yeah. Now, yeah. I promised Matt I was going to write a poem tonight. I haven't had the time to put it in to justify this. I will do it over the weekend. I will sit down. I will tell my kids, go find something to do, and I will dedicate my life to this. And if we don't do it next week, I'll tweet it next time I'm drinking. It'll be worth the wait. I promise. 
Yeah, look, when 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 it was announced that he was going to the Cowboys again, it was probably the best day of my life. And I was like, well, he can go fuck himself. Can he just leave now? And then I was really hoping on the weekend that we, you know, we were just going to fly to Townsville and make him our 18th man and, uh, and leave him there. But uh, we did one better and we shipped him off to the Warriors. So, um, look, it's, it's, it's a very unique situation for Chad where he leaves the Sharks and goes to the Warriors and improves both teams. Yeah, look, he's a better option than what they got over there, mm-hmm. and he's about our twenty-second best option in the halves. So yeah. Yeah. that that's perfectly said. What do you think about the fact that we originally said we didn't want to play him? I think that's really stupid up. because we know where the ball's going to go every time he has it. It's going to go down Will Kennedy's throat. Spot on. I I said to Dave Riccio, which he never replies to me anymore. I must have said something to offend him. That I would have insisted. I would have put in his contract. No, he has to play against us. Because it improves our our chances of winning. Now, I understand why the Warriors balked at that because there's only like 12 games left. And if you're paying this guy 250k or whatever it is, and we're saying, oh, he can't play in two games, that puts the deal in, you know, in jeopardy. And I would have said, oh, sorry, sir, don't even worry about the 250. Just fucking take him because yeah. I feel like it's a positive all around. Plus, we've got 250k to spend however we like now. There's plenty of players that aren't playing first grade that could come over and, you know, maybe snag a bench spot with us. Yeah, I I, I, I kind of got where it was coming from where we wanted that clause, clause inserted. You know, we're doing them a favour, all their halves are injured, um, you know, and, and at the same time, the Warriors are one of the teams that are kind of competing with us for a final spot. So I would have understood at the same time, Chad Townsend is really shit. So the fact that he's going to be playing is probably a benefit to us. Uh, now, you watch this motherfucker go out and win me in the match in both games that we play them. But I, the other thing as well is I just want to, you know, I just want someone to go and hit him. Yeah. With everything they have. Just remember all the pressure he put you under because he can't kick a ball. Like Talakai, just go and take his fucking head off. That makes sense, and I'm sure there's plenty of times where they were trying to train and he was like, hey, guys, I'm doing my stupid little vlog thing, and they were like, fuck off, Chad, if you ever play for the Warriors in a couple of weeks, we're going to belt you. Well, suddenly, it fucking came true. Someone get him. Mate, yeah. I'm going to message Toby and say, Toby, Sir Toby, I love you. Please hit Chad. Not, not late, not even high. Just get him no, once for no. me. No, make it late, make it high, make it hurt. Fuck him. That can be for you, Terry. I want the legal hit. You can have the illegal one. So we can differentiate which hits for us. Yeah, that's that's fair as well. Look, look, you know, pe- people were saying that he needed a proper send-off. Um, no. I he, got one. I got a send-off right here. <laughs> he really didn't need a proper send-off. Look, the, the last memory that we're going to have from him is he kicked a field goal in the local derby and won us the game. And then he went down to Newtown and won a game for Newtown as well. I think he goes out with dignity. Let's, you know, let's let's bring it back a little bit now as much as you and I hate him. He is a local junior. He is the only local junior in our only premiership winning team. And for that, I thank him. The last couple of years have been really indifferent in terms of his form. This last year has been absolutely dreadful. I think it sours the memories that he leaves us. I'm glad that he is going because if we had to put up with him for another two years, I probably would have jumped off the fucking balcony. 
I do thank him for his services and I thank him for never being a piece of shit off the field, never hitting a woman, never drinking too much, never having a fight, never taking drugs, never bringing the team into disrepute. Um, And I do thank him for knowing that his time was up at the club and he had nothing left to offer and he has left. Um, Look, he's going to go out, a good guy. Everyone seems to like him off the field. He's a great bloke. That's good on the field. He offers nothing to us anymore. I wish him all the best. Except against us. Let's leave it at that. Mate, I love how you summed it up, but I have a counterpoint. That hair. Look, I love his hair. I do love his hair. It's it, His hair is... You, the Townsville humidity is not going to be favourable to him. It's, it's, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to the memes. Now, look, just, just to quickly echo that. Yeah, we do give Chad a lot of shit and he deserves 99.5% of it and he brings a lot of it upon himself. We don't win in 2016 without his performances. That performance in the semi, yeah. uh, the, the fire against Cowboys, one of the best games you'll ever see. Thanks, Chad. Don't come back. But we'll see you at the 20-year premiership reunion. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a good way to leave it now as well. Don't come back. And how about Moylan? How about Moylan?